stones in that uh, glass house, Mr. Kane? Yeah, I'm never going to live that last show MIA down, am I? <laughs> doubtful. Extremely doubtful. <laughs> I kid. Welcome in, friends, uh, to this, the 216th edition of Fusebox, fashionably entitled POV Chic, and uh, more about that in a bit. I'm your reading uplifting stories in a downbeating world host... Mark Rose, and over there, a virtual ghost of his former self. Oh, okay, so this is how the whole show's gonna be, right? I mean, bro, I, I said <laughs> Fear I Fear not, Mr. Keynes. Um, we, we shall not belabor the point. Oh, thank you. Well, well, that is, we won't belabor it beyond the 30 minutes or so of this program. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Over there, the uh, intracellular man of mystery, the vizier of the volume pot, uh, Milt Keynes, everybody. Well, thank you kindly. I kid, I really do. Because it has absolutely never happened in the history of this show that the uh, always dependable uh, Milt Keynes has uh, failed to show up for a uh, show recording. Well, there was that day in 2017 when I was... uh actually snowed in. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> as I recall, I had to punt. And uh, it, it was a quick show, too. Like, what, what, what 12 minutes? <laughs> well, it was a little longer than that. But uh, look, back to the topic here. I, I well, just... you know, I, I should give our listeners a wee backstory because, uh, well, it, it truly was a bit of a shock to... Uh, Everybody there at the table. We we were going to check, you know, like the the local hospitals and maybe funeral parlors uh, for your possible whereabouts, sir. Well, I did feel like crawling under a bed and never coming out of there for a minute. But yeah, you know. it was too crowded under there with all the vintage porn magazines. Maybe. Yeah. Well, be that as it hasn't. Uh, we were recording the last show live from Suicide Sally's and, and uh, got everything set up, which uh, was a wee odd because uh, you're usually there at least two hours ahead of things uh, and uh, having done all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I always want to make sure uh, there's no surprises when doing remote stuff. I mean, you just never know when uh, someone might hand you the exploding banana. True, true. So uh, so I set the stuff up, and, and we were, you know, just chatting, kind of pre-show there. And then it just got to a point where we just had to get the show started. Now, I know uh, Jeff left you a voicemail. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I got his voicemail. Uh, but, but then it was just too damn late to get over there. You know, I don't know. For some reason, I thought it was the day after the day you were actually doing it. So yeah, yeah. it's just... It was just a stupid scheduling glitch, bro. Like I say, I I am really sorry to have screwed not, up. No, no, not at all. Not at all, my friend. Th- things happen. Uh, we survived and uh, had a fun time. 
in spite of your uh, very missed presence. Well, thanks. But, uh, but man, you know, for a couple of days after, I-, I was like waking up in the middle of the night thinking, holy carp, is it today? Are we recording a remote? Oh, Jesus, I haven't even packed the gear up and I got it. <laughs> you know what? I can very much relate to that. That's how I feel about five minutes before I do this show. (laughs) Well, in any event, uh, glad to have you in your rightful place today uh, there, sir. And uh, we'll dive uh, right in to our proceedings right after a short break. Oh, what a perfectly terrible belief. TheFuseBoxShow.com We are back, bro. Well, thank you, kind sir. So we've got a bunch of fun stuff on this edition of the program, and not the least of uh, this wondrous entertainment uh, is this latest addition to our continuing series of spoken word pieces called Twisted Epiphanies. This time, we're quite honored to feature two works by Kim Stafford, one of them at the uh, outset here, and uh, the second... Uh, a little later on in the uh, show. But Kim, who is, among a great many other things, is the Poet Laureate of the state of Oregon. Uh, He's a delightful chap, and uh, that distinguished label is a most deserved one. Kim is a terrific writer, and much of his work, uh, as you will see, embraces uh, nature as a character, not as merely a uh, backdrop to our activities as humans, but uh, as a centerpiece for a much deeper understanding of both nature and human nature. Here's one called Shelter in Place. Long before the pandemic, the trees knew how to guard one place with roots and shade. Moss found how to hug a stone for life. Every stream works out how to move in place, staying home even as it flows generously outward, sending bounty far. Now is our time to practice. Singing from balconies Sending words of comfort by any courier. Kindling our lonesome generosity to shine in all directions like stars. dig that one. Kind of wished I had heard that during the first round of Plague, though. Yeah, right? A great deal of comfort to be shared in that one. These are are really valuable messages, frankly, at any time. A very nice reading there by Kim Stafford, and uh, (laughs) believe it or not, he was okay with me tinkering with the enhancements behind that piece there. Clearly, 
he had no idea what you meant by tinkering. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> we'll have another piece near the end of the show from Kim, so uh, please stick around for that. Where the hell are they going to go? You have them super glued to the chairs. Well, I want to acknowledge something here. And uh, I know it's been covered a... a, a all over the place in uh, recent times. But I, I just wanted to add my voice to the choir of folks, uh, sadly, lamenting the passing of guitarist Jeff Beck. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I got to tell you, man, that was a sucker punch of a news item for me. By all accounts, uh, and there are hundreds, folks, uh, Jeff Beck was uh, not only an amazing guitarist, but also a world-class guy. Um he also managed to continue to do the types of uh, musical projects he wanted to do in, in spite of the current trends, uh, even back then in the day that uh, that was the case for him. I was mainly aware of him back in the uh, Rod Stewart days, or maybe a little after that with Jan Hammer and all that stuff. I, mean, I, you know, I dug the hell out of that uh, at the time. Oh, yeah. A varied career for sure. Here, you know, here's the thing for me. Uh, Beck was a lyrical player, and um, at least for me, these these are the players that catch my ear, folks who can stir you with a melody line, not necessarily a bunch of uh, fretboard flashiness, although he could easily do that if it was called for. Most of the time, it uh, it was that melodic and textural voicing he did that... Uh, will always make him uh, one in a million to me. Now, I know uh, Johnny Depp was on tour with him up until the last days there and had some uh, pretty deep stuff to say about him. Well, it appears that uh, Beck took Depp in. He actually lived with Beck and uh, his wife for a while while Depp was going through a, uh, a rough patch and uh, through it all... Uh, Beck had his back. Yeah, I got to see what they were doing. I never uh, heard anything from that show. Yeah, there are a bunch of performances on the uh, tube of you. I, I haven't seen those either. Uh, I have seen some of the shows he did with bassist Tal Wilkenfeld that are just outstanding. <laughs> and she's amazing as well. Talk about lyrical players. Virtuoso for sure. So when you say uh, a lyrical, what kind of folks are you talking about, really? Well, um, just off the uh, the top of my list here, uh, folks like uh, John McLaughlin, Alan Holdsworth, uh, Derek Trucks, John Schofield, Charlie Hunter, these folks come to mind. Oh, and of course, needless to say, Frank Zappa. I'm rather surprised uh, he wasn't the first on your list. Mr. Keynes, Frank is always the first on my list. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> so, uh, so just uh, just wanted to acknowledge that uh, we lost another iconic figure in musical history, and uh, he will be missed for sure. And if you have not heard of him or seen any of the shows, uh, I recommend doing a, a deep dive on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. And now, Spotlight on Film. All righty, friends. Have I got a fun little adventure for you here. 
Now, those who have followed our film commentary segments in the past uh, know full well if a film is featured here on Spotlight on Film, it's because I can wholeheartedly recommend it as a complete non-waste of your time. I will not ever appropriate your time discussing films that I'm not crazy about. Uh, These are winners. Well, at least to you. Well, host rules, Mr. Keynes. (laughs) (laughs) So our offering this time out is a delightful little independent offering called All Eyes. Hello, all you crazies. Alan here with this special live edition of U.S. Sane. Look, I don't like you, but my wife really did. And because of that and only that, I think it's fitting that you be the one to tell my story. If this thing starts beeping, you just follow me. What would you be doing if that starts beeping? Running like hell back to the house. Don, give me a second. Don, what's going on? Everything I have around me at any specific moment has got a very particular purpose. There is a giant beast that lives in the woods. My plan is to lure it to my house, trap it, and kill it. She was beautiful. Some kind of way I can't really describe. I can't wait to kill her. Our story uh, opens with Alan, played by Jasper Hammer, who is a, this is, this is kind of what got me interested, who is a podcast host doing a live stream for his show called U.S. Sane, which features oddball characters and uh, strange, maybe even paranormal situations, kind of like that Art Bell show from the bygone days. And uh, it's basically a talk show. So, in the opening minutes of this film, Alan's guest kills himself right there on the live stream, (laughs) which has some pretty unfortunate consequences for uh, Alan as well. He finds himself in both a rather personal and uh, professional hell dimension as a result of this uh, tragic event. Oh, he's basically just given up and is... uh, spiraling down to a very dark place, uh, dipping into booze and basically attempting to (laughs) disappear as a human being. And at about his lowest moment, uh, a letter arrives from an old man named Don, played uh, wonderfully well by Ben Hall. Don says he never cared for Alan's show. His uh, recently deceased wife, Jane, on the other hand, was a massive fan. And as a last dying wish, she wanted Alan to accompany Don on a monster hunt of a lifetime. Apparently, a, quote, thousand-eyed beast has been terrorizing Don's farm forever, apparently. And now, he is ready to take down the creature once and for all. So it was Jane's wish and personal thank you to Alan that he captured and kill it 
for his podcast audience. Yep, sounds right up your alley. <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> I gotta say, Alex and Todd Greenlee's thriller, uh, All Eyes, is a very refreshing spin on the is there something lurking out there idea. In many ways, it's um, it's kind of like a two-part film in that you have the relationship that uh, uh, Farmer Don and host Alan uh, develop in the first part there. And then you have part two, which is a wondrously chaotic left-hand turn that, uh, frankly, unlike many films of this budget type, you don't really get the idea that this film can pull off what's about to happen in the final reel, but it delivers with a big old snickering grin, I'll tell you. There are uh, quiet moments in this film, too, where the characters get to uh, breathe a bit and uh, give us uh, glimpses into their inner workings. Uh, not uh, ob- overtly expositional. I- I'd say that's more like a-, a flavoring for the characters and uh, just letting us get inside their heads. Uh, and it's a very quick-paced 87 minutes. You won't be bored and I also suspect that you'll be captivated. And like me, just take just take the ride. I wasn't sure what this was going to be, but the uh, trailer that we just heard there does a pretty darn good job in uh, baiting the hook. The cast performances here are genuine and uh, engaging, and the uh, various emotional transformations are very believable. Uh, as someone pointed out, When somebody gets hurt in a lot of these sort of, uh, not only independent, but just films in general, it seems like they recover rather quickly in the next five or ten minutes. Yeah, this is not the case here, but you'll just have to watch that for yourself. Uh, I really recommend checking it out. All Eyes is currently available on Amazon Prime. You have been listening to Spotlight on Film. So, POV chic, what the hell am I talking about? Explain yourself, Rose. Well, I will, right here and right now. Well, this term uh, actually came up from a discussion I was having with a client the other day, and uh, it turned into a very fascinating chat. Were there fisticuffs involved? Uh, No, Mr. Keynes, this was a civil discussion. Oh, okay. Then only uh, tire irons and uh, broadswords. Well, you know, I think there might have been nunchucks at one point. Uh Uh-huh. Well, you know, we were actually talking about the positively huge, divisive nature of our society of late and how, uh, in in many cases, these uh, opinions or beliefs that are adopted by some folks... uh, They do that in the same way you might select a shirt or pair of pants, not for one minute really thinking critically about the consequences of that particular belief system at all. It's just what everybody around them thinks, you know? Oh, like it's a fashion statement? Yeah, yeah. In in, in some circles, it's it's not only uh, okay, but fully expected that you will believe some idea or opinion without really giving it anything more than a casual thought. Just so you can be one of the, quote, informed. Huh. I never really thought of it that way. 
But, you know, th- th- this could run both ways, though, yeah? Oh, 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 most certainly, Mr. Keynes. This uh, societal malady has absolutely uh, no boundaries. It, 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 it exists everywhere. It's just a curiosity to me that uh, this uh, phenomena has uh, gained so much momentum. You know, it's now a fact that uh, a person can make a statement that's then echoed by someone else, then reported by someone else, tweeted by someone else, and then before you know it, it's, it's become a, quote, known fact, completely unsubstantiated and just swallowed whole. Yeah, slippery slope, bro. Oh, 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 I know, I know. And of course, social media is blamed for a lot of this. It is, and, and, and sometimes rightfully so, right? It's also just a function of human nature at times. Some person you know and perhaps even respect their opinion, you know, relates some info they heard, and before long, the casual mentioning of something can gain some momentum, and, and when shared repeatedly, it's just... Well, hell, it's the way marketing works. Yeah, it certainly creates legends at times. Exactly. Myths and legends, they, they all basically start the same way. Well... This phenomenon has gained a little different edge in recent times, as we're clearly seeing as we watch, uh, certainly, any political situation, but also outside of politics. Social mores and especially ideas about science and medicine. You know, we were uh, talking a while back about uh, how someone you knew um, almost lost their medical practice while uh, because of some, what, weird statement somebody posted? Oh, Yes, a, 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 a physician I know, actually. Yeah, somebody on a social media platform, uh, in this case, made a completely false statement about some legal proceeding that was uh, pending on this physician. That was completely invented. Never happened at all, but the mere mention of this lie brought the trolls out. And then the questions... And then more accusations. They're all flying around. And before you know it, this, this doctor is having to explain himself to a medical review board for a situation that did not actually happen. Yeah. Scary, bro. Yeah. Seriously. Not only is it a testimonial to the power of the mob, but it shows also how something like, uh, like that could be used as a tool to really remove undesirables from a situation. Yeah, it looks like Kevin McCarthy and his cronies are doing that in the House by uh, removing certain Democratic folks from committees. Yeah, and that is purely political and, and, and a badly disguised revenge tactic for removing a couple of uh, right-wing uh, whackbats that actually threatened violence on Democratic members of the House. Which that, even that, plays back into this point about POV chic. That the whole critical thinking part is bypassed within this uh, accusatory crowd there. You know, this is something we talk about quite a bit here on the show. Critical thinking. You know, taking a a deeper look at, uh, well, frankly, anything these days before just accepting it as fact. You know, what I'm seeing lately is some of these towheads are uh, starting to turn on each other in some of these uh, weird camps. Yeah. It's like, at some point, the need to be the central mouthpiece for that crap is so big 
that they start eating their own in order to be the top authority on that junk. Yeah, it's it's bound to happen. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of that in the coming days as things become uh, crazier politically. My hope is that it just, frankly, spins itself out. Well, I hope you're right, but you know what? It just seems like there's a never-ending supply of BS to fuel these idiots. Well, friends, to uh, round things out here, as I promised, we have another short piece from Kim Stafford that, uh, well, (laughs) deals with a subject, uh, a great big orange golf club swinging subject that is all too familiar to us. This piece is called The Apprentice. How do you get away with it, sir? You know, all those accusations you... I think I'll use the nine iron. I I hate the rough. Love the nine, hate the rough. Do you ever notice how the caddy... You have to train the caddy to be a caddy. Do do you think I'll be confirmed, sir? It's all in the backswing, really. A, A good backswing, nothing can stop you. But, but but the FBI. Just be glad I fired Comey. If he was... Uh, now watch how I do this with the nine. Hey, nine justices. That's a good number. With nine, you can do anything. Anything. You ever notice how... Now just watch this. Indeed, a uh, very succinct and insightful rendering uh, written by Kim Stafford and read by he himself right there. I I think we can uh, conjure a character that uh, that might be based on. Huh. Beats me. No clue, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And with that sterling bit of commentary, we'll uh, gather up all of our tight-fitting gold lame points of view and head directly for the hills. But not before thanking our contributors to this edition of the show, Aaron Lane and Jeff Pollard for impeccable ID-ification pronouncements. And a grand special thanks to Kim Stafford for allowing us to fiddle with his remarkable works. Thanks as well to the grand pooba of the parametric, Milt Keynes, for, eh, at least this time, technical assistance and so forth okay, and so on. Gonna be on my tombstone, eh? <laughs> I'm going to ride that horse till... Yeah. <laughs> well, pleasure as always. And folks, if you haven't yet subscribed to this year's show, please go ahead and do that wherever you may have found us. Uh, leave us a review, too. That helps big time. And uh, to make it just stupid easy... You can subscribe right now from our uh, website, too, at the uh, FuseboxShow.com. Right there on the front page, just click the subscribe button. Isn't that amazing? For more thrills and amazement, like uh, exclusive content and free swag, why don't you join the virtual hordes of rabid fans and become a member of our Patreon group, because that 
truly helps the cause. No, really, it really does. I have been your purveyor of previewed POVs, host Mark Rose, saying until our next cartoon. Fuse box.